Welcome family, welcome back. It's good to be here with you once again. And I have my sleep patterns back. It only took one day. But the reason why it only took one day is because I stayed up all night the other night. And it was a righteous purpose in me staying up. So when you have legal rights to do something according to the universe, it'll always work out. And as I sat by my studio window here, there was a bird, and this is early morning, a bird that came right to the screen and hovered right there. And I went up in front of the screen and stood maybe like a foot and a half away from the bird. The bird flapped its wings and looked right at me just a little while ago. It was so amazing. And I don't know exactly what that signifies, and I don't know exactly what that means, but it was a good thing. It let me know that, not that there's any issues in my life now, but it let me know that everything is okay, and everything is good, and I'm on the right path. I really took it that way. So, to start my day off with that type of affirmation, which would go over most people's heads. It lets me know that I'm protected and I'm guarded. But we have to also take responsibility for guarding and protecting ourselves. We build homes and oftentimes because of the state of the world, we will get a security system. We buy vehicles. We either lowjack them where we can find where they are if they're stolen or put some other type of deterrent as far as a security alarm. We don't take our jewelry for those who are into those things. We don't take our jewelry and put it out on the curb and expect to see it there in the morning. We know how this world can be. Well, the same token, many of us do not guard our energies. And I say energies. We are an energy being. And the funny part is that many of us talk that talk, but we fully don't understand what it really means. And I hear people oftentimes speak in a plagiarized way from something they heard somebody else say but they don't really have the depth of understanding to truly embrace what it is that they heard and to process it and to spit it back properly it's almost like allowing a preschooler to sit in on a court case and when that preschooler comes home expecting them to speak on everything the lawyer said the judge, and the DA. It's above them. They cannot do it. They're not capable, at least not yet. So when we speak on energies, <clears throat> there's certain things that are going to come to you in your meditations that may seem abstract, that may seem a bit out there, but you can understand it. And also, 
There are things that you'll readily grasp, depending on what level you're on. And so what do I mean by that? Always guard your energies. Well, we know that we do not need to be around people who are lower vibration. It doesn't mean that you think you're better than them. No, because they have their own journey of ascension. And eventually, and hopefully, they will get to where they have to go because we all have our spiritual DNA. Look, as much of a nice guy as a five foot two Korean man is, he's never going to be considered to be a basketball player in the NBA. As much as some guys are tough, they might be a little small, they'll never be the heavyweight champion of the world, right? So there's some things that we don't see that are limitations and advantages. A man's got to know his limitations. And that goes for women too. When I say a man, 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 this, it's not that I'm not including women, you know. Humankind is not human. H-U-E-M-A-N, we know that. So if I said too much, maybe this video will get flagged and they'll call it hate speech. <laughs> but it's truth speech. It is what it is. I like to look at things directly in the eye and see if what it is. You keep it simple, everything will be okay. Always guard your energies. Well, we know about soul ties. I hope you know about soul ties. That when you lay down in a sexual manner, sexual intercourse, sexual stimulation, anything that leads up to or results in orgasm, that while you're enjoying this orgasm, this person is in your auric field. Your auric field, your essence that goes beyond your body, the stronger the person, the stronger the personality, the stronger their essence, the further out it goes. You have some people who, when they enter a room, you feel it. You pick your head up. You're the doctor's waiting room, waiting for them to call you to be seen by the doctor. And guess what? Somebody comes into that waiting room. You're reading a magazine. You don't even pick your head up. But then there's that person who, when they come into the room, you haven't picked your head up, but you know you better get up and look. Pick your head up and see what this presence is. You don't realize it all the way. It might be subconscious, but you you know that there's something about this person. It may not even be where they're attractive or not. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. Because the person can be physically timid, but very powerful in their spirit, and you feel it. So when you get around someone, they may have a very strong auric field that it just overpowers you. Yours might be weak. Yours might be strong. The both of yours might be strong. But it's never exactly the same, depending on your awareness and your journey. So when you do engage in sexual activity, you exchange energies. Sometimes the person who is more dominant in that union will snatch some of your energy and take it for themselves leaving you drained yes there's a physical sensation of being drained yes I understand that but 
they will leave your spirit drained. Okay? Depending on who they are. If they're loving, giving, they're into you, they're full of themselves in a good way. I don't mean full of themselves in an arrogant way, but they're full of themselves where they've been healing themselves, um, maintaining themselves, maintain, maintaining a good attitude, all of those good things. And you engage with them. It can only be good feelings that you get. Now, you might be needy. You might be drained from another encounter or just your life not knowing how to live life. And that person whose tank is full on a mental and spiritual and physical level will notice some type of drain. Right? They may not mind that. They may be aware of that. They may want to give you this to heal you. Right? That's why Marvin Gaye had the song Sexual Healing. I don't know if he knew what he meant, but that's what it is. One can heal another sexually. Doesn't mean you have to go out healing everybody. But when you are with someone and you're into them and you're concerned for them and you are strong within yourself and you make love to them, and they with you, they might be the weaker vessel. You're giving them a boost, just like somebody on the side of the road who sees another person with a dead battery or a low battery that's not able to carry on. They say, hey, do you need a boost? We have these type of righteous exchanges. <clears throat> so when it's not so righteous, when you are engaging in sexual exchange Let's just call it that Because it may not always be intercourse I'm not going to break down The different types of sexual interactions On this video I'm going to keep it a certain way But you know various things Whether it results in a climax or not It's a sexual exchange Just because you go to the ATM Because you need money Doesn't mean you draw out All of the money Out of your account you see, so you leave some, you take what you need. And some people in the sexual exchange, they may not be too right with themselves and they might still be dominant, but you're not going to receive any healing from them. What do you, what do you receive from them? You receive their confusion. You receive their anger. You receive their perspectives. And if you're not strong enough and have your own and on your own path to healing, and, and being one with yourself and, and keeping your tanks, energy tanks, storage full. They will dominate you and they will inject into you. We're not talking just the physical body, but they will inject into your spirit, their consciousness. And this is why when we get together with people unknowingly in relationships, others can see it. You know how it goes. Girl, ever since Brenda got with that guy, she sure changed. Her whole attitude changed toward us and the way she carries herself. Hey, man, I don't know what that girl doing to you, man, but, um, you know, you better check yourself, man, because something ain't right with you, man. You ain't, you ain't the same the way you used to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that you don't hang out with them anymore, because if you get into a relationship and you had more time when you were single, things will change time-wise. That's natural. But... You take on their characteristics and it's not just on the surface. And if you continue to deal with them, right, you will take it on more. But it's unknowing to you. You don't see it. 
it's like you're walking down the street and you have something of a gift from a bird above that dropped on you when the bird was on the tree and you were standing on the bus stop. And now you have the bird's feces on your shoulder toward the back, but you don't see it. You don't see it. Somebody says, hey, man, you better change that shirt. Something got on you. You look and you say, oh, oh man, I got to change this shirt. I knew something was smelly. See? So it's not just sex. See, we think it's sex and that's it. We got to go deeper than that. Energies. We're energy beings. So we have energy leaks. And this is why it's important to cleanse your physical body several times a day. Some people don't wash for two and three days. Some people get up and go the whole day and don't wash and go back to sleep and wake up. That's terrible because you have energies on you. And what do I mean by that? Well, you see in the illustration, two people holding hands. Their hands are clasped. Don't you know that your body never forgets that moment that you held hands with that person? It doesn't have to be intimacies. It could be a total stranger, although I don't know why you'd reach out and hold the hands of a total stranger. Right? But when you hold hands, it is recorded in your cells what happened. Come on, you've heard it before. Your body remembers just a kiss with somebody, even if a deep French kiss. You say, well, we just kissed. We didn't do anything. Your body remembers. See, it reminds me of the old commercial where they had the man with Pepperidge Farm. Remember, they always said Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Remember the time you climbed that tree and you slipped and your knee got scraped on the bark? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> well, it's not just Pepperidge Farm. It's you. And you accumulate records of every single exchange of energy it doesn't have to be the heightened ultimate contact of sexual exchange or sexual energy exchange that is to me <clears throat> something that is the most powerful like when you open the floodgates or you open up your faucet okay you open the faucet to let water come out sometimes you don't need much water and you have a cup under there and you open it a little bit and a little bit of water comes out if you need to fill a small cup, you don't open up the faucet all the way till water blasts down to the bottom of the cup, spills all over the place. No, just a little bit. So with sexual energy exchange, that is the ultimate. The faucet is open wide. You're getting splashed with this person's energy, just the same way you're splashing them back. But you don't affect them as much when your energy is weaker. But forensics, I don't know how many of you watch these shows where it's a crime committed and they use technology to find out who committed the crime. And they may find one little bit, one strand of hair in the rug. If a man entered a woman's premises and violated her, right? There's signs, there are things left. Maybe she scratched him. And if he deleted her from life, maybe there were defensive wounds on him and some of his DNA under her fingernails. There's always an exchange. There's always a sign. But see, those are the obvious. 
But see, anytime you touch something, anybody else who has touched that thing, it leaves something on there. Let's just say spiritual forensics. So when you're on public transportation, on a bus, on a train, in a cab with other people, because, you know, with Uber and Lyft, the ride sharing uh, situations where you use the app to call and you're sitting next to somebody, you don't even have to touch them. But if you your leg touches them, that's an energy exchange. So if this person is very upset, it doesn't mean you're going to get super angry like they're upset. But it will average out with what you are already. And if you're a weaker vessel, because see, you're not going to be strong all the time. You're not going to be weak all the time. But if you're weakened from all of the energy exchanges that you had forever, I mean, recently going back and you didn't correct it, you didn't cleanse it, you didn't deal with it, you'll absorb more from them. This is why you have to be very careful who prepares your food. Some people just, and I know it's a cultural thing sometimes, where some people say, hey, you know, I know you just passed by, but come on and have a plate with us. Let's, let's give you some food. They may be very nice people, outwardly, but they may not be inwardly, and you don't know that. So you can't go insulting people, but you just can't leave yourself open to anybody's energy So To be diplomatic To not insult anybody You can either say listen I can't stay long My stomach is full I just ate 30 minutes ago But I would love that dish Please is there some way Do you have a plastic plate An aluminum foil or something A way I can wrap it up And take it with me Because I really have to go So you have to have these Escapes Right Ready just in case that happens So it doesn't box you in And you find yourself in an awkward situation Absorbing The energy of that person Who had their hands in that food Preparing it Not to mention they might have been over The pot of, uh, pot of soup and sneezing Blowing their nose Scratching their backside and put their hand inside the food Because they don't have Any restrictions with themselves Because that's their own bodily functions and then you go consume that Because germs are very very small You can't see them you know, There's a big germ Two inches in my soup No So for the physical reasons You want to be safe But also for the spiritual reasons Let's go to a restaurant It could be one of the best restaurants in the land Five star restaurant But the chef is very angry At the person who owns that restaurant Because the chef has felt for a very long time that they're not being compensated properly for what they do and what they bring to that restaurant because everybody loves the cooking. And they were, they're, they're, they're a renowned chef. It doesn't mean they're world-renowned, but they're known all over that city as being one of the best. It's the same way when the sisters go to a beauty salon, right, a hair salon, and their favorite stylist moves to another salon. Well, they're, uh, they're not going to stay there. They like the way that that person styles their hair. So they say, well, where did she go? Well, she went across town and she's working at this place now. So you show up there, right? But with this chef who's very angry, 
he's pissed off as he's making these well-appreciated meals for the people he loves. He loves them, but he's pissed off at the owner of that restaurant. Well, guess what? That anger is going to leak into the food. That, that feeling of being just not treated fair, disgruntled, pissed off, angry is going to translate right into that food. And you might be having a good day and you eat this food. And it doesn't mean you're going to be angry all of a sudden, all the way. You might have your own anger issues going on with another situation. And when this one combines, the situation that you are going to deal with in your personal life in a diplomatic way, holding back from being angry and combative. Now, because you consume this plate that has that energy on it, it's going to push you over the top. You ever see elementary school kids or even people who are drunk in front of a bar instigate something where it's a situation where two people might come to blows they're they're arguing it can happen in elementary school it can happen in front of a bar after it closes late at night and one man feels that this next man hit on his wife really bad and so they're outside now and he decides to confront him. Like, listen, man, I don't like what you what you did to my wife or what you said to her, the way you looked at her. You know I'm here. You know she has a husband. I don't dig that too tough. And the other guy gets angry at being called out. And if left alone, the situation could have been de-escalated. But because that one guy who was accused of treating the man's wife in a disrespectful manner. Well, guess what? His friends say, well, he's chumping you, man. He's saying you did that. You're going to take that? You're going to let him talk to you like that? Well, look at the man's wife. Her breasts were hanging out. Look at the short skirt she has on. And she kept smiling at you up in your face. What are you to do? You didn't know he was there. I wouldn't take that if I was you. And so the other man who is the married man and has the wife... What those other friends said, he's looking at this guy who he felt violated his wife as though he said it. So he says, oh, yeah, you think that way? I ought to teach you a lesson. And he starts to walk toward him with his fist clenched. Maybe he didn't really feel to do that, but now he has to save face. So now the other guy who was accused is like, listen, man, you come over here and you escalate. Maybe he won't use the word escalate. He's drunk, right? <laughs> You come over here and you start something with me. I'm going to finish it. Oh, really? Now, the folks that are around will say, yeah, show him something, man. Don't let him talk to you that way. Now he has in his mind legal reason to fight this guy. They both do. Now they're rolling around in the concrete. Blood's everywhere. They're punching each other. One miss hitting him in the face and he hit the concrete, broke his hand. Somebody got scratched on their face. One guy got his eye damaged. Might not see out of that eye again. And the cops come up and arrest them both. So what if the guy who was married and justifiably approached the guy? They're leaving. They may not see each other no more. Let it go. But if he did say something to him? And the other guy said, well, listen, I'm sorry. Um, I realized it was your wife after a few minutes and I kind of cut it but I did look at her that way I'm going to admit that but I did not know that she had a mate there it's a whole different thing then he's like okay man no problem 
And they might even shake on it, right? So you have to know what's around you energy-wise that might provoke you into a behavior that you'll regret. That's not you. It's uncharacteristic of you to act this way. So with energy exchanges, you can walk into a place that already has a pre-existing cloud of combativeness. It may have been, let's go to a fast food joint. And the person who's looking to go and get this McDonald's burger and fries and whatever feels that he didn't get enough fries. So he's arguing with the cashier and the person who made the order, put it together. So they don't rectify it. So the guy says, listen, before I pay, you better get some more fries in here, you know? And they argue back and forth. And maybe the cashier is having a hard time because the supervisor has been down on that cashier to perform better. But no, I'm not going to perform better now because this person is challenging me. I think I did the right thing. They blow you off. Now it's a big argument. And now the supervisor has a reason now more so to pull that employee in the back and say, hey, listen, I'm giving you another warning one more time and you're out. So you walk into that and you're having a wonderful day or you're deep in meditation and onto yourself. Now, if you're deep into meditation, chances are you might not walk into McDonald's because you're aware that, that food is not going to do anything for your energy properly. It's going to confuse you. It's going to confuse your stomach. Your stomach is very important. Anybody who could just put anything into their stomach, they're already out of control. Okay? Because of your stomach, that's your core. If your stomach is not right, you're never right. Sometimes you say, oh, I got the runs or constipated or I got the bubblies. Just something's wrong with my stomach. It messes up your whole day. So you also have to guard your physical and be careful what you put in your body. But this person walks into this atmosphere that they did not create. And although they may not get into any altercation with somebody, they still feel a drain now. They walked into that place, McDonald's, at 98%, 96% from being full. They're already full that much. And the day has been going on for a few hours, so you're doing good. But understand that you can recharge yourself as you go on through your day. So by the time the day is over, you're still ultimately, not always, 100%. You keep topping it off. There are ways of doing that. But understand that when you go into a physical place, it already may have a pre-existing uh, energy about it that may pass. It doesn't have to be where it's always that way. So sometimes if it doesn't feel right, a certain situation doesn't feel right, you leave it. If you have to deal with it, you come back later on when it's a better energy field in that place. But how many of us think that way, right? Many of us don't do so. How many of us have heard about, and it's happened to me three times, where I was at a party. Pretty much it was a rented spot, right? And I've been to a lot of them. I'm not a party kind of guy, but I was invited. And, you know, was, I was much younger. I was in my 20s. Understandable. And um, something told me to leave. And I left those three times. There was a big fight and multiple stabbings one time. There was a shootout. A lot of people got injured, but nobody got killed. But there was a lot of folks that got injured. And where I was standing, that was where the most of the people got injured. 
And the other time is where this was a place that was being rented out, but it was under construction, right? And I think it was up on the fourth, third or fourth floor. So nobody really, with the colored lights and the music that was going on, nobody noticed that the walls weren't painted and it was just like under construction. But what they didn't know was that the floor below had removed some bearing walls that would hold up that floor. So when you had dozens and dozens of people, if not one or 200 on this whole wide open space, dancing and jumping up and down, I felt the floor slightly moving. I'm like, listen, I'm out of here. I don't know what the situation is. And I wasn't too far away. And the whole floor collapsed. And it left people really hurt, broken bones. Thank the creator, there was no broken necks. You have to listen to your intuition. And your intuition can't talk to you if there's somebody else's energy on you blocking your connection to the outside world in multiple ways. Your eyes can only tell you but so much. Your ears can only give you but so much information. But that spirit of discernment, gift of discernment, third eye, pineal gland, all of that stuff that we don't see is what really guides us. I've said this before. You go out into the woods, out deep into nature, and you see a deer. And as soon as a deer sees you, he runs. Doesn't let you get close to him. Why is that? And then you take another person that the deer sees, the deer's in the same spot. The deer still runs, but the deer lets you get closer to it. Why is that? Because the animals that are out in nature, more so than us, which really we're the handicapped ones, they're in a state of being who they are in meditation their whole lives. They're not mad at the next person for having a nice house. They're not jealous of the next deer for being with another deer, even though they don't have those kind of arrangements. They don't have the sludge that humans carry and hide so well. They don't have that stuff blocking. So they're more intuitive and more in tune with what's around them. And that deer can tell the person who really is rotten and evil. Just for that alone, that deer wants to run. The deer may know, well, if they could think, right, like that. Well, they don't have any weapons in their hand. They don't have any rifles or guns. If they could think like that, that's not why they're running away from you. They can sense if you possess this negative energy and they want no parts of it. They don't want to be in your auric field. But we, we just hug up, get all up on in people's energy fields, going to parties like a pig out of a swamp. Just want to be all up around everybody. And you don't know what energy you're bringing home on you. So even though we may have a dwelling where it's only us, we have to understand that we need to cleanse ourselves. Now we can't get naked at the front door most of the time and take a shower. But when you come in, you need to symbolically cleanse yourself. Go through the motions of cleansing yourself. So 
Some people say, that's foolish, Skurv. You mean I'm going to clean spirits away from me? No, but the very act of washing yourself lets these entities know that you want nothing to do with them. And they will flee you. They're disembodied and they want to be attached to somebody. So be careful when somebody always wants to shake your hand. No. Even a fist bump is dangerous on that level. Oh, man, scurvy. Come on, man. If I, if I touch knuckles with the next brother. Well, listen. If you don't believe or understand how crucial this is and you say touch is not going to hurt somebody. I mean, yeah, you shake hands with somebody. They may have some dirty hands. And you don't know what you'll get on your hand. You Haven't you seen guys just, just wipe their nose, mucus, and the cold, and want to come reach their hand out to you and, and touch it? And they may wipe their hand on their pants or on their shirt to dry it off, but it's still getting on you. And if you see a person like this, you got to understand, this person is damn near a slob. Because if they did that in front of you, what are you doing behind closed doors that I can't see? So you expect me to come over to your house and eat? You prepared the food? I don't know what you're doing over it. You got to really be careful. But like I said, your body has memory. It doesn't forget. So with this memory, right? Let's just look at it as a computer. Because the computer really is a, a cheap carbon copy of the human mind. And they say the computer has memory or you can increase its memory storage or the computer caught a virus and the computer shut down. Well, don't you shut down when you, you know, acquire a sickness and you need to be recalibrated and brought back. So that's a cheap version of the human mind, right? In our consciousness. So when you accumulate so much of a virus of, 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 malware right after a while it clogs you up and slows you down from what you're supposed to be it's the same thing with the human mind but the computer we honor that more oh it must be malware maybe I caught something maybe maybe there's something bad maybe it has a virus in it we don't think that about ourselves now do we we continue on and on for decades accumulating these energies from other people that we're not aware be careful with your physical. People want to come up and hug up on you. Come here, give me a hug. Why? You want to take some energy from me? You want to give me some bad energy? I don't want to be connected to you that way. You got to be careful these days. You don't know what's on people. And these touchy-feely, weird, weird old peeping toms and just, just strange people want to just have you weird like them. And you hang around them enough, you'll start talking like them. You hang around them enough, you'll start thinking like them. See? Because you, to them, are an open vessel that can take you over. You ever see a situation where you have a man on a job in a certain department, right? Maybe one man, might be 10 women there. Now, all 10 women are not checking him out. He may not even be that kind of guy. He may be deep down, but he loves the female company. And there are two or three that are there of the 10 that might be doable for him where he feels he can get next to them, if you know what I mean. Some of the other ones might be elderly. Some of the other ones might be happily married. Some of them, one of them might 
One or two of them might be a lesbian, who knows? But it's still female energy. And so now, a very polite, very handsome man who has a great bit of intelligence in how he expresses himself, but he's a gentleman. So he's hired, he's there. And he minds his business. He works along with everybody. He treats them professional and cordial. He's done nothing to make it seem as though he's going to challenge the original man's uh, status who's there. But that man doesn't like him now. The man who was originally there, who were around those 10 females, he's going to start saying things slightly about him, about that new man, to make him not look so good because he sees the energy has changed he heard overheard one of the ladies say oh he's such a nice dresser oh he speaks so well oh he's so handsome and so this original man may not have taken care of himself you know he's got a stomach in front of him that looks like the third trimester of pregnancy he's nothing to look at Um, I'm not saying this I'm just painting the picture and he doesn't like it he doesn't feel it He's angry now because of the new man who came, not with any intention, but because that new man just wants to do his job. But you see how people can flavor things because of self-perception and then the, the energy that they have on the inside. So there's a lot of complex things going on that we will never figure out because we deal with lots of people during our day, especially if you live in an urban area or a really big city. So you're not going to figure everything out. But you just can't take as gospel what they put up as the surface self. They appear to be a certain way. There was a clip that I saw with Mike Tyson. He was speaking about a guy who is a boxing writer. And Mike Tyson was training for a fight. And so after the workout, the guy came over and shook his hand. And it was a white guy, a very timid looking and and, and meek type of guy everybody doesn't every man doesn't have to be or have the uh, uh, aura of a fighter you know it's much more to it than that so he was an excellent writer he walked up to Mike Tyson shook his hand they took a picture they spoke for a little while and he left and so two or three days later a SWAT team showed up guns drawn and they approached Mike Tyson not pointing the guns at him but they had him out Mike Tyson said said to himself, what did I do? Did I say something to to somebody that, you know, insulted them? Well, I didn't threaten anybody. And they brought up the guy that Mike Tyson spoke to. And so he was thinking, I didn't say anything wrong. Is this a lawsuit or something? You coming for me? Like, no. That guy that you talked to, right? He killed eight people and shot up maybe 20 more. But when he spoke to Mike Tyson, he was so timid. He was so meek. And Mike Tyson treated him with respect. You don't know what kind of energy is on people. You don't know what they have accumulated to clog their filters so that they don't see the world as it is. Their clogged filters or mud on their windshield makes them see the world as dirty, makes them see the world as something extremely negative. They may have been done wrong multiple times by different people and now their whole mindset is geared toward that, that everything is, 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 a, is a disrespect to them, a slight to them because of their perception in the world.
because their energies are clogged up. It's not a fair exchange of proper energy exchange. Stop touching on people. You don't know what's on them. Your body has a memory of that exchange. Stop, stop, stop getting up on people. Get them a little space. It's like when they teach you how to drive the bus, right? They say, don't go. And even a car. Don't don't ride the bumper of the vehicle in front of you because you never know what can happen and you need space to get out of there. Give yourself space. There's no need for that. Now, if it's a loved one and somebody who you know their energy in your inner circle, then you can hug them freely. And isn't it something that when you're around someone, whether it's actual blood DNA family or a a close friend or someone close to you or even a kindred spirit that you just met but you're on the same wavelength isn't it something that when you see them one day you know when something's off about them it may be your wife maybe your husband sweetheart um what's wrong there's something different going on here you can tell me i'm not going to get upset your wife might have smashed the car and told it. You know what I mean? Or maybe one of her friends insulted her. Or maybe she just doesn't feel good a little bit there, you know? And she will tell you, but you're so connected because your energy fields are blended. And you have a connection with them, right? But like I said before, I don't know if I finished the punchline of what I was saying. The person who doesn't really believe that things exchange, that you shouldn't touch things unnecessarily. And they say, oh, that doesn't work. Well, you know what? Go and find a live electrical wire. Touch it and tell me that it doesn't matter. Yes, that's more intense. And I would be foolish to do. And I would not suggest anybody to do that. But on a milder, more undetectable level, we exchange energies. And we can can symbolically become electrocuted with somebody else's essence, their energy, and carry it on. And we touch the next person, even without touching anybody. You can sit down in a seat that someone was just sitting in. I'm not saying you're going to take on their persona. But even the seat has a memory of you being there. Because with forensics, right? If you have a coat on, that's yours. And you've been wearing it for a while. It's wintertime and you've been wearing this winter jacket. And they get a bloodhound to come after you because of your scent. What do they do? They have the bloodhound sniff your jacket to pick up your scent. And it will bypass every person, everything. You could be up under a house, under the crawl space, hiding or up in the attic, hiding. And that bloodhound will follow the trail and be led directly right to you. Isn't that something? So you can't tell me that our energies don't have memory and don't have an effect on us because we're very impressionable because we are social beings, but the world is different from the way it used to be. We have people who are walking around and about the earth with all kinds of things in their head because as soon as they wake up, they don't even inhale and thank the creator for presenting to them a whole other day to make progress and get better and to learn more, to make progress. The first thing they do is grab their phone. And while there are people who do this, right? Imagine getting up in the morning 
And the first thing you drink is some whiskey. Some people who do that, right? And it's not good. But you do this for years and years and years. What is it doing to your physical body? What is it doing to your mind? What is it doing to your spirit? Because you say, well, that's just the body. No, but your body affects your thoughts, your emotions, your spirit. Right now, while we're walking the earth, they are all connected. The mind, the body, and the spirit. The physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Those are three things. So when you have a tripod with three legs holding up an expensive camera, do you say, well, I can pull one of these legs from under it? If you have the two legs on a tripod, it's going to fall. So each one right now is equally important. While we're in our bodies, we should be moving about the earth to learn more on a spiritual level and a mental level and learn to keep ourselves and preserve ourselves unless you don't like being here. And then when we transition, that is one leg that is left back, but we don't need it anymore because we're on a higher level. We don't need to navigate the physical anymore. We're on a whole different plane, hopefully. And hopefully you absorb proper energy when you moved about the earth and, and, and absorb wisdom. Because anybody can sit behind the wheel of a vehicle. Anybody can put it into gear after starting it up. But let that car roll. If you don't know how to drive, then park cars next to you. Your judgment is off because you haven't had practice. You'll smash into those cars or scrape them and knock off their side view mirror. You won't have any understanding of the lights. Or maybe you do, but you don't understand that you need to squeeze the brake a little bit before you get to that corner. So you get right to the red light and you smash the brake. That's not good. You'll hurt somebody on the inside. You'll wear your car down over time driving hard like that so we need to know how to navigate but we don't guard our energies and we leave it wide open and we have predatory entities out here who will swoop down on you and they will see that you're open not because you say you're open not because you you know they can feel it and see we, we again we don't understand that when we say the word spiritual like some people mean, they think that it means you're ascended. Spiritual frequencies go from the highest to the lowest. And, 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 and the lower vibrational entities, they can read you and discern what you're all about. Big time. So you've got to be careful. Doesn't mean, oh, I'm spiritual. Listen, even the rock, the stone, out in the yard, out in the wild, which is not wild. That has a vibration. That thing is spiritual. It just doesn't vibrate in a way that you can see it move. The earth is a living being. The earth is a spiritual entity. <clears throat> Why do you think the earth now has more volcanoes, more earthquakes, more tsunamis, more tornadoes, more bad snowstorms, all of these different things that are natural that do happen. Now, if we happen to get in the way of it, we can't say, well, it's something bad and, and it meant to teach me a lesson. No, it doesn't mean that. I'm just saying overall, it's going through its, its process of trying to shake off all of this bad energy that we are bringing to it. 
It's like a bug on your shoulder that you can barely see out the corner of your eye and you want to get this thing off you because you don't know if this bug is going to sting you or not. So imagine the planet Earth, a living, breathing entity. And you say it's not? How could you say it's not when the very waters of this Earth get into your body and bring you life? The sunlight helps to keep you alive. The food that is fed the vegetables and the fruits that are fed by the sunlight and nourished with the water and in the soil. You eat it and it brings you life. So how can you say that it's not life? It is. Man is the one. You believe him with his gadgets more than you do nature. I'm going to prove it to you. You look and you're so happy now that you finally got your big satellite dish. I'm talking about the big ones now that can move around and pick up things from all over the planet. And you marvel at how wonderful it's made. But you don't understand that it's a copy of nature. Because now there's a satellite in a fixed position that that satellite, that that dish can lock onto and pick up the signals and it has that long piece that's stuck out in the middle. I forgot what you call that. In the middle of the dish, like a long piece. And all of the signal is picked up in the dish and shot back to that little piece that has a wire that goes down, down, down into your house, into your receiver. Which, which transforms the signal into the TV, into something you can see. And you think that that's so fabulous. But... You don't understand that you have trees out here, right? Say, for example, a plum tree, right? And the leaves are picking up information from the sun. The sun is giving you nutrition, but you can't eat the sun directly. I said this about maybe 12 years ago to somebody and they thought I was crazy. They didn't understand how this thing works. You're picking up the sun. You know, that's why they say in church, the sun gives life. But they say S-O-N, and, and those of us who know, know that it's S-U-N, right? And every time you see that stained glass picture of the so-called Jesus Christ, there's always this light behind his head. See, he intercepted what you should be getting. And you're thinking it's him, but it's really the sun, the son of God, the S-U-N, Right? So these leaves pick up the signals and the warmth and the nutrition and they act as the middleman or middlewoman, right? For the, for, for the nutrition of the sun. And so when it receives on the leaves like the satellite dish, the information that travels down the stem, down to the branch, and at the same time, the tree is rooted in the soil that keeps it positioned exactly as it should to receive the signal of the sun. And then it rains coming down from the clouds, right? And now the nutrients in the soil with the nutrients coming from the sun are absorbed into the tree and the tree bears fruit that you can eat to maintain life. But you looking at a satellite dish that has a warranty because the chances are it's going to break down eventually, but nature never breaks down unless man interferes with it with his chemicals and bad energy. So you now, with your eyes, your physical eyes, you're looking around you, but you can't trust in just your eyes. You have to use that third eye, as I call it, 
that gift of discernment. See, your intuition, because intuition is the vision of the third eye. Once that third eye works and it talks to you and tells you that you need to be careful, something's not right. How many times we've used our carnal eyes to stay in a situation that later on becomes uh, uh, dangerous, right? You meet a young lady at the club, you in your 20s and you're still hot to try. And you see this drop dead, gorgeous, sexy woman who's always got her eyes on you from across the club. So eventually you find yourself over there, as most men will. And he's talking to her. And he finds himself leaving with her. Finds himself coming home with her. They're not going home to play checkers. You know what it is. I'll keep this decent. So while they're in the act or even after, basking in the afterglow, the man who went home with the woman from the club quickly realized that she did not tell him that she has a boyfriend who has a key. But she didn't think she had to tell him because the boyfriend was supposed to be out of town. But for some reason, he was gone for a few days and was supposed to come back on the Tuesday. But he ends up showing up on the Saturday night. And they're both so relaxed. And he, the guy at the club who took her home to where she is, he just thought he hit the jackpot. (laughs) So now it's a lot of target practice going on. And you hear about it in the news. But maybe at some point, when it seemed like it was too good to be true, he should have listened to the intuition, listened to what the third eye was telling him, the gift of discernment, but he wanted to ignore that because the carnal eyes brought him in a situation that left him in a sorry state of affairs. How many times could we have avoided certain situations and the energies talk to us and let us know this is not good, but we were so greedy, we told that voice, listen, I got this, shut up. Always talking to me. Listen, I got to have a little fun or or this has got to be a good deal. I'm going to go through with it. You know that you should have checked that car out a whole lot more, right? But you didn't because those rims got you, the sound system got you, and the paint job got you. And that is not the purpose of a vehicle. Well, I got nice rims, so it takes me over there better. That's ego. The paint job is ego, right? The sound system is ego, How is this thing functioning? The mechanism of it, will it it be durable? Will it last? That's what you need to be thinking about. This is why half the damn time we get in relationships, they're all jacked up because you're looking with the carnal eye. Not just the body, not just the sexual exchange of energies which can be used to woo you over, right? But what about the integrity of this person? And, And remember, integrity doesn't mean high moral uh, values. Integrity means you're true to yourself and who you are and you'll be steady with this. So sometimes we hide our integrity as men because we may have low integrity. You know you ain't planning on being with this woman for the rest of your life, but you tell her that and she accepts it because you just want to dive in those, um, you know, heaven's gates. That's what you want, right? But you know, you're being true to yourself, but you're lying. Doesn't mean you have high moral value because some people, yes, I have this integrity. No, you have, <laughs> you have reputation that you don't want other people to see. 
that they will soon find out and understand that you do have this bad reputation. So you have to check out the energies that are there because we oftentimes lead ourselves through rejecting because we want something so bad. We don't listen. Like the mother who says, don't go out in the backyard. It's dark out there. There's a lot of sharp objects. You can go out and play tomorrow after I clean up. And she goes upstairs and talks on the phone. And you go out as a kid, a child, and run out there and step on a nail or a big, big piece of glass because she was having construction done and she's going to clean up the next day. She knew that, but you you didn't want to hear that. Now you have to face the consequences because something told you to rebel against that. Sometimes you have to submit your energies to one who knows better. You may want to do something, but someone tells you something who is more in the know, who has a positive energy toward you, but because you want to do something against that, you don't listen and you pay the price. We have so many energy vampires out here. It's almost like when you play a game like Super Mario, from what I remember, the longer you live and you hit certain things, it's like giving you power. It's making you stronger. So there's some people like big corporations that see another corporation or another company having a hard time to maintain itself financially. So that big corporation goes in and says, yes, I want to help you, but you better be a part of what I'm doing. I'm going to swallow you up, but you lose your identity. You can be just a branch of what we're doing, but you become us. And that company that was failing lost its identity because it didn't want to continue on the free fall. So it accepted to deal with the devil, but there are consequences with that. So when you leave and when you go out into the world, know that we all are energy beings, but what kind of energy is this next person possessing that can affect you? So it may be a person who's a con man and you slick to them, right? They ain't going to con me. And they don't. But the fact that they were around you, it took who you are and averaged you out. And you're bumping into people in crowds and you're at the shopping mall and you're getting eye contact with all of these strange energies who are trying to look into your eyes to download what you are. You know, when the con man comes or the shyster or the thief, that wants to steal from you, they want to look in your eyes. You see the so-called animals out in nature. When they look at each other, they already know who the victim is. They already know who the bottom feeder is because everybody has a position on the food chain. So they already know. I saw a video where there was a bunch of buffalo and the lion was circled by the buffalo and the lion was smart. A lion's supposed to be king of the jungle, right? It's supposed to have this big roar. But the lion's not stupid. And they saw them big horns on top of the bull's head. And it was like about maybe 25 of the bulls. The lion got smart and laid down and played dead. <laughs> Other than that, if it wasn't for the buffalo, the lion is walking around like it's, it's the baddest thing around. And really has a reputation that the other animals succumb to. But when the buffalo came around... The lion just laid down and the buffalo were, were, were poking and prodding this lion that was laying there playing dead and started throwing it around. After a while, the lion said, let me try to get out of here. And that's when the bulls really came at them. So he tried to lay down and play dead again. And the video ended. I don't know what happened, but you just don't know what surrounds you. 
Don't be that lion thinking you're the baddest thing walking around because your energy has been dominant because there's always something on a higher level that will make you less or make you understand you're not all that you thought you were. And there's so many people out here and they will use your energy for their purpose, right? They, so you got to be careful. Just be aware of the intentions of people and what they have on them. It's not just about soul ties and, and sexual stuff. Like I said, that's where the floodgates open the most. Be careful. Be very careful. You don't have to be afraid. But just keep your energy to yourself and stop letting people rob your energy for their purpose. You being nice, and they're not being nice. They will act nice when they're getting it, getting it from you. But the minute you close down, oh, they don't have too much to say good about you because they were benefiting from your kind heart. But they weren't loving you for it. They were even resenting you for it. Looking to get over on you. Knowing that that's not going to last forever. Knowing that they're going to be your enemy once you shut down shop. Look, I'm going to give one more analogy. Take the woman who met the man that she knows that she loves. She really, really knows that she loves this man. And they're not married yet. They're not engaged yet. They're about to get engaged. And... They're bringing each other's families into this relationship because they know it's serious and it's going toward marriage. And she says, you know, nobody knows it, but we've been having sex a lot. And I just want to shut things down, not because I don't trust you, but because I want us both to cleanse. I'm not trying to cleanse from you, but I'm trying to cleanse from everything I've ever done doesn't mean sexual it may be something that she has to correct within herself emotionally mentally she wants to make herself right right you drive your car all up and down town shopping right but then you have a function to go to so you make sure to wash the car when you were just driving around running errands it didn't matter if it had a little splash of mud here or the windshield was a little dirty but now you're gonna clean it up she wants to clean it up she said we will resume after we're married right now he don't want to hear that he loves her too but he don't want to hear that he wants to get that constant release but he doesn't say he agrees with her okay sure sure no problem we'll abstain we're going to get married and I still love you and I'll still be faithful to you and I'll be here with you and she's just so overjoyed that she has a man of a high moral value I won't say integrity because his integrity, his, his integrity is already set because they agree on this and he starts going down the list of phone numbers of lovers that he's had over the years. And maybe the wedding is set for another year. Well, while she's cleansing herself in that year, he's out there doing all kinds of stuff, even worse, not even just with one woman, shouldn't be with none, but a bunch of them. So now it's time to get married And he's not right with his energy She is She went in with the best intentions And they get married And he, he does cut off The women that he was dealing with Because he said that's what it was going to be He might have slipped one or two times going back But he stayed with his wife I'm not, I'm not condoning them I'm just explaining a scenario So now they're in the bed It's not just about the bed They're building a home 
from the house they're in that they just purchased to the eventual kids they're going to have is setting it up right, the foundation. And for some reason, they just can't seem to get along. Why is that? Because he brought other energies in the worst way into his union. He opened the floodgates wide. So even if the memory of you holding hands with someone is in your body, in your essence, and that person that you held hands with, if you look on the banner to the other side of my head, you'll see a leech sucking blood. So leeches will suck blood, suck from that man. Yeah, in other ways too. But also they give something back. And what's on him is not what the wife wanted. And she knows something's not right deep down inside with his energy. The arguments they now have, the unnecessary disagreements that they have, and the general feeling of not being connected because he is still connected to so many other women, even though he hasn't done it for a while with them, he did not cleanse himself like she cleansed herself before they got engaged and married. Please look at it this way, because there's so many unseen levels most of what is around us, we don't see. We do not see the emotions of others, the anger toward us for something that we accomplished and we were innocent in it, but because we got the attention, the next person doesn't like that. It is strange too, very strange. So the only thing that you can do is control your energy and always guard your energies we're energy beings but we have many levels of energy that we have to protect we have to wear our spiritual condom think of it that way because there's so much coming in and we absorb and we push out and your output you have to be careful of too because you can be too nice you can be too giving and here come the takers. They can see you miles away. They can feel you miles away. Immediately they can feel you. Like the young girl who sees the older man who's looking for a little fun before he gets even older and can't perform. She could sense what he wants. She can see that he has lots of money and her job now because of the type of woman she is and that's saying every woman's a gold digger. Her job is to get maximum return with minimal effort make him think things are going to go on so he takes her shopping before anything happened and so she feels she got over see there's all kind of schemes the man who has the car always gets befriended by the person who's walking and doesn't drive not necessarily all the time but you know what I'm trying to say what assets do you have? It doesn't have to be physical. It could be the loving, caring spirit. Because we have some people who are in a perpetual loop of being depressed, but they don't want to come out of it. They just want to keep on talking about something that happened 40 years ago. And by you being the loving person that you are, they are siphoning your energy to amplify their dysfunction. But if you tell them, listen, that was 40 years ago. That's not going to come back. Today is a new day. What are you doing today for your future? What are you doing today to make yourself happy? They don't want to hear that. 
They want you just to keep on listening. Oh, she left me. It was 40 years ago. It could have been so different. Oh, oh. You ain't getting nothing done today for tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, you'll be sitting up with this fool. Oh, I didn't do anything because I was hanging around you. You were complaining about 40 years ago and two years went by and I ain't do nothing in two years. Now you looping over on something. No, take action with your day. Know what you have to do with your energy, with your mind, with your time. We are little creators and we can create bliss and happiness and paradise from within. Don't concern yourself about the facade of what other people are putting out there because life is very short if you're not doing it right. It's long when you're doing it right. Even if your physical or chronological years on this earth may be shorter than somebody else, you can have a level of bliss and joy and inner peace that is unknown to most people. But you always guard your energies. Like they say in boxing, protect yourself at all times. I'm saying always guard your energies because that's precious. And the flow of your energy, the stronger it is, the more you can conquer righteously, the more you can overcome righteously. That's just the thought of the day. And I will be back later on with more. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you got something out of it. Not that I know everything, but this is just a thought that I wanted to ramble on and share with you while you do your laundry or take your walk or on the treadmill at the gym. Just know that I love you all. Like, share, and subscribe. Lance Gerber on to the next one. It's been an honor and a joy as always. Share your comments. Lots of times the comments will stoke the idea for the next video I'm going to talk on. So I love it. It's an exchange. We feed each other. We don't have to guard against each other because it's a natural flow. And this is how we grow. Anyway, much love. Lance Gerber out. Peace. Come mm-hmm. on.